Uh, welcome to more to come, PW Comic World's uh, bi-weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor at Publishers Weekly and co-editor of PW Comics World. And I'm Heidi McDonald. I am the co-editor of PW Comics World and the editor of Comics Beat and the graphic novel review editor for Publishers Weekly. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons, their podcast producer, and I work for both of them. Okay, we've got a couple of things <laughs> to talk about here, and let's get right to it. Um, uh, DC's um, relaunch, the 52 relaunch, is going to be happening next week, August 31. Uh, there are a number, of, a number of uh, parties and midnight events to launch the this much-anticipated event. Uh, I myself, um, I, hopefully I don't sound like I'm bragging, uh, but I'm going to be at the Fashion 40. I think it's a club in Midtown. They're going to be having a party there. Um, I'm told uh, uh, Jeff Johns and Jim Lee will be available to uh, to field questions from the media and others. Uh, so, so is it invitation only, Calvin? Uh, apparently so. Uh, so uh, I plan to be there, uh, camera in hand, and uh, I've been... Uh, Reading my advanced copy of JLA number one, so uh, I'm all set. Yes, I was invited to it also, but I didn't get my advanced copy of JLA number <laughs> one, so I guess Calvin's really got all the tools there. Well, but, you, you can borrow but I'm on. I love it. Oh, Heidi, live from Maine. Great. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, um, uh, Kate, uh, what are your plans for the DC relaunch? Well, tentatively, I'm going to be attending Midtown Comics' party for it, unless something better comes up. Uh, hopefully I can. <laughs> well, no, Oscar that's... Sunday, man. This yeah. is like, you know, what, what Super Bowl party are you going to? That's, that's well, right. I mean, We've know, been waiting I mean, for this. I, I don't think any of my friends are throwing one. So, you know, let's see if I can talk any of them to come with me. I really doubt it because a lot of them are very wary. They're like, it could be good. It could be bad. I don't want to get emotionally invested yet. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'm curious to hear the actual readers' reactions because the news did break this week that, you know, the uh, initial orders are in. Well, actually, yeah. the orders mm-hmm. should be in by now, and and they are uh, spectacular. Yeah. I've been told. Mm-hmm. Um, JLA number one by Jim Lee and Jeff Johns. The orders are over two hundred thousand. Uh, last mm-hmm. time DC had a number one comic over two hundred thousand copies ordered was in two thousand six, and uh, the last time this happened, o- Obama was the Obama Spider Man. So okay. you know that's a pretty good boost. Uh, they've also said that six of these number ones are orders over a hundred thousand. So that's a lot higher than DC has had yeah. uh, in in recent months and or years. Yeah, so, I think it's a sign that the market is receptive to it and and the idea. The question is, will the execution um, live up to the hopes? We can only hope. Yeah, that's. Yeah, we're all ready to read these comics now, and so you know. Now, uh, but Calvin, you read JLA number one. Any, any, anything you can tell us? Uh, well, should I the spoilers? The, the, well, no, yeah. don't spoil. <laughs> DC will kill you. Oh, well, um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You like it? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I can I can keep my peace. I mean, I I will say this. Uh, Jim Lee's art, as always, is spectacular. Uh, it, it drags you into the story. Um, there are things about the story I like, and there are other things um, that are a little awkward about um, starting over a series that's incredibly well known already. So there are points where it seems a little odd. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But as I said, um, uh, Jim Lee's artwork is uh, as spectacular as, uh, as ever. And this well, review brings us to something else. 
our brilliant plan for the new DCU in the yes. next upcoming Comics Month. So, how, how do you want to go into that? The, the, oh, are well, we, uh, review yes, them all. We are all going to re- read them, and we're going to review them. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know, we were all a little bit daunted by reviewing fifty-two copies, but since there's only going to be a certain number coming out each week, we decided that that we could find the time to uh, dash off our thoughts about that. So, yeah, you're going to be getting the complete PW Comics World staff review of the new 52. And um, we're going to deal them out like cards, randomly. Yes, right. So keep your Back eyes up. posted and so, stay tuned to the PW Comics World uh, sub-site at publishersweekly.com uh, and, you know, for more information and, 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 um, and the reviews themselves. Exactly. Yeah, we may have some highlights of them on our next podcast, but there if you go. want the full text... You're right. All right. Where to go. All right. Well, that, you know, as part of uh, the new 52 relaunch, uh, DC went digital day and date, which means that for the first time, all the comics are going to be on sale on the exact same day they go on sale in the comic shops uh, online uh, via Comixology. And uh, because of that, Comixology has put together its new retailer storefronts. Those have also launched this week, um, as well as Comixology 3.0. I don't know. I, I mean, I literally just got an email as I was sitting down to do this podcast that Comixology 3.0 is live, which is a pretty no. significant boost over their last interface. So they're, they're uh, kind of stepping up their game in order to keep track uh or to keep up with the the new 52 and, and all the stuff so um you know this is another huge development yeah well the new uh the, what is it the uh, um the the retailer digital storefront that, that they've launched i mean they, they uh, have launched with I, I think about 100 uh you know brick and mortar yes. comic shops uh, in the program uh this is uh, their affiliates uh to comicsology and you uh, customers were able to buy comics online through the websites of their favorite comic shops and read the comics in the Comixology app. So basically, it's like one of those book website referral programs where you put in the name of your favorite bookstore. It is essentially an affiliate program. Yes, exactly. um, the uh, there was the when because the program was put together in a bit of haste. There was a set of TOS guidelines sent out to retailers. Retailers actually had quite a few complaints about these, uh, such as. Uh, the fact that according to the kind of boilerplate language, Comixology would be able to use their logos. Also, they would uh, keep all the customer information and the retailers would not have access. So a lot of comics retailers were kind of concerned about that. I think there were some there were some uh, complaints also about the uh, the percentages, the splits, the margins. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's like a 30 percent. You get 30 percent if you're going through a regular affiliate. If you're going through the D.C. store, the retailer actually gets more Mm -hmm. because D.C. DC has given up uh, part of their percentage in order to encourage retailers to set up their retail stores. So, so this is all kind of a big question mark at this yeah. point. And this is uh, launching, you know, roughly as uh, Diamond Digital gets off the ground, also. Yes, which is also kind of an mm-hmm. affiliate storefront kind of. Uh, although actually, it's not an affiliate program because they give you codes that you you know put on a card, index oh, that's card, right, yeah. mm-hmm. buy that, and they can download them. So it's kind of a little. That's bit a little different. awkward. Yeah, well, it's a little different. They're going through Iverse. Right, so, yes, that's um, important to mention that, that this is done through Iverse. Uh, all of these yeah. programs are certainly not going to produce a, a huge amount of revenue for for, for the, the physical stores. But at, at certainly at some level, it's a service uh, that, that physical stores can hand out to, to certain customers that want it. And, and if nothing else, it certainly uh, is important for retail stores to really see themselves as part of, I think, the new digital uh, environment that we're living in. Right, exactly. And I, I was told 
that off the record by uh, some people at Baltimore Comic-Con that, that there's, so far the digital cells are not on the new 52 because those will not be available till Wednesday. But just in general for DC are a lot are growing and stronger. And, you know, it, it, it's Jim Lee very famously compared uh, – digital sales to dental floss at a retailer meeting recently uh, because they have them. They're, they're really – no, no publisher has said they're more than 3 4 5% of their sales, but uh, which is a pretty small percentage. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the reality is that percentage is going to grow. And absolutely, absolutely. And, and physical comic shops so, need to make sure they're in the mix. Well, speaking of physical comic shops, yes. uh, the big news this week really kind of rocked uh, the insiders of comics was the bankruptcy for the Atomic Comics chain in Phoenix, Arizona. And this is one of Diamond's top accounts. At one point, I believe it was Diamond's top account. And they owned uh, owned by a man named Mike Malvey, who's a bit of a legend among comics pros and he had four stores in the phoenix area and had signings he held an image signing there with all the the founders that was legendary um there's photos of it all over the place my own um future mr beat ben mccool and ben tumblesmith did a signing there for their choker tour they both got tattoos you know they came home from this signing uh but it was that kind of a store and it, it people just are in shock that that is is in bankruptcy. Uh, apparently, all the employees were called together Sunday afternoon, and they were told that uh, it was the end. All the stores were shuttered on Sunday, and now stores in Phoenix are scrambling to uh, fill the customer needs. You know, why did it close? I mean, this is um, kind of like the fear. There have been quite a few store closures recently, and no, they have each- been. Hmm. Yeah, there was two stores that actually had closed in the Arizona uh, just in the past year, and and you know you see them here and there. Uh, this the uh, five years ago there was an accident where an un- uninsured teenage driver went through the window, took out a water main, and flooding most of the contents of the store. And uh, according to a letter that Malvi sent out to his mailing list, uh, they never really recovered from that mm-hmm. uh, from the the um, cost of that. And also he had. Stores that were located in malls that had very high rent, that those, you know, but once you start get a little chink in your cash flow, the rent is not something that you can, you know, necessarily yeah. uh, pay. Now, I, I've heard there are rumors that he owed the IRS a lot of money. I am told those are absolutely not true. He did not have a tax debt, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, um, important. But he is losing his house. So it's, it's, it's a pretty sad, you know, shocker right now. Yeah. Um, obviously, um Terrible, terrible event, uh, and in the the in, in an overall climate of economic uncertainty, obviously, um, you know, you do have to look around and worry about what other retailers are, right. how well, other just, retailers are faring. Just recently, uh, last week, in fact, Hanley's, uh, one of the number one stores here in the New York area, their Staten Island location suffered a terrible flood. Oh, yeah, yeah, one of these horrible uh, events, were, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were insured, they were but, you know, yeah. it doesn't Hopefully take much. Hopefully they were insured for now. Yeah. Yes, yes. So it doesn't take yeah. much to put a store over the edge, and, yeah. um, you know, we all wish right. the best. For yeah, obviously wish the best friend. to all of them. Moving on, um, Heidi, we're going to jump to you about Baltimore Comic Con. You were down there. You reported on it uh, for PW Comics World uh, yes. and, of course, on the Harvey. So maybe you can give us a quick uh, – well, just, just, on, just very quickly, that. this was a, a great show. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, as sad as the last item about Atomic was, that's how great Baltimore was. And it was packed. I've been to every Baltimore show for the last seven or eight years. This is 
maybe half again as many people i thought uh, you could barely walk through the aisles i mean i got a, a cup of coffee dumped over me it was so crowded you know and that's yeah. that's a good sign i guess i, I hear that they <laughs> shut the floor they had to shut the floor down at one point on saturday at one point they were doing ins and outs because uh-huh. it was very it was it was um very crowded as you would have a hard time moving around you know very bustling a couple different things stan lee was there <laughs> the um man. <laughs> and right, and so there was a huge line. They had sold a, a VIP t- a ticket to uh, get your picture with Stan, get an autograph, and get some other items. Was uh, almost two hundred dollars. Hmm. Um, you also got a lanyard that said Stanley Media. But I saw people with those all over the place. Everybody was having a really good show, and the mood was great. The best part: all comics, yeah. no celebrities, no yeah. movies, no movies. Nothing. Yeah, okay. It can Just, still happen. It can still happen. Yeah. So, uh, but, so big thumbs up for that. Yeah. Uh, I would just like to jump in for a second and uh, just mention that one of the uh, Harvey win- winners, uh, uh, the colorist, um, Jose Villarubia, uh, won for uh, Cuba, My Revolution uh, by Invernal Lopez and um, Dean Haspiel. And um, uh, it's a, a little bit of self-aggrandizement, but uh, I had a small uh, role. I wrote a small essay for a gallery exhibition for the original artwork from um, – Cuba, my revolution. So uh, I, I, I feel a small attachment to it, um, and uh, and to, uh, to to Dean and to Jose and to and Verna and to Joan Hilty, who was the editor uh, for the book. So just congratulations to them and uh, to uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, I guess who was who won the Harvey for the uh, best graphic novel album for um, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Um, was it yes. Scott Pilgrim? Scott, uh, Scott Pilgrim's finest hour, the final yes. volume of the book. There yes. was a, those were popular wins, mm-hmm. also popular a uh, couple wins for. Um, just now, I'm. I wish I had the list in front of me. Anyway, <laughs> um, they're all popular wins, and you well, know the Harveys <laughs> have been under fire for years because of questions of voting and yeah. and nomination yeah. process. But I, it really, it's like people need to vote and you know, mm-hmm. to participate in it. And yeah. when you, par- you know, unless you, it's like the election. It's like our government. Unless you participate, you have no right to complain. <laughs> well, I mean, there were some really good things that won this year. Yeah, yeah, and, um, back and among- not necessarily Darwin the usual. Cook. Darwin Cook won Best Cartoonist, Best Artist. Yeah. Um, was it Dave Stevens, The Rocketeer, Artist yes, Edition? Yes, won two awards. Won two awards. Uh, and Roger the Mighty Language. Store. Yes, uh, uh, Best Writer for Roger Language, yes. So, and, and not just Best Writer for, for uh, Roger Language on that book, but they also, um, his artist, who's a relative newcomer, got an award as well for the same mm-hmm. comic. Okay, yes. and I best online comics work I believe was Harker Vagrant. Kate Kate Beaton won that. Uh, oh yes, yeah. And, and I mean, one thing that was just sort of down to the bottom in one of those like confusing categories is best story, and that went to an extremely deserving book, Day Tripper. Oh um, yes, absolutely. Which yeah, is absolutely. You know, I mean, by Fabio Gabriel Moon and Gabriel Barr. Bon, Fabio Moon mm-hmm. are are great when they are doing what they did when they first came on the scene, which is, you know, drawing other people's comics stories. But in this case, they're doing their own stories. And apparently they're not just great artists. They're great storytellers. It's, yeah, it's really without a doubt. Um, so just great. all good news, really yeah. all good news for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give a shout-out to Mark Nathan and Brad Tree. Brad, Mark owns the show, and Brad runs the uh, Harveys and does a lot of the guest relations. And they've been at this for a while. And had a lot of heartache. One year, one year, just before the show, they caught the Baltimore sniper. And 
it was so people who had been cooped up in their homes for weeks, uh, you know, for the first time uh, were able to leave their house without fear of being shot. And so they didn't want to go to Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> but so, you know, a lot of things have happened. But I'm just really happy for Mark and Brad and, and the whole show that it really went off splendidly this time. Yeah. And let's continue to talk about awards. Um, for one thing, the Hugos were just this weekend. And once again, as apparently every time the Hugos <laughs> yeah. have a comic award, it went to Girl Genius. Yes, the Todd Klein of, of Hugos. <laughs> yes. 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 I, mean, yes. I, I don't like I love Girl Genius. It is a wonderful comic, but it's just a little odd that like every single Hugo for a graphic novel ever has gone to Girl Genius, which is kind of hilarious. There you go. And that's uh, Phil Folio and... Um, Padgett Folio. Yes. All right. Yeah, but I, I feel that this is a little bit of a Hugo tradition, isn't it, Kate? Don't, don't people often, uh, or not often, but I mean, it has happened before they, they re- recuse themselves from categories. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think they're just going to keep getting nominated and keep winning. Unless oh no, they they possible. did. They pulled themselves out. They oh, said they, they pulled themselves yeah, out. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. When he won the award, he he said that he was going to uh, take himself off the ballot for next year. Oh, so yeah. I, I mean, know that yeah. that's good. That's that's to let some other people get the spotlight yeah. because we all know just how wonderful they are. Yeah. Yes. Well, and yes. and I know, and Kate and I, we were we were talking about uh, you know they as it turns out obviously they've got a new uh, trade book contract. Uh, out in the uh, novelizations of, of some of their work coming out as well? Yeah, that's all, the novelizations have already come out. They're mm-hmm. coming out from Nightshade, mm-hmm. and they're available in digital format from Band Books. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And, and and who's publishing the, uh, the the trade book publisher who's doing their comics? I, is, I believe it's Tor. I believe it's Tor. All right. All right, and um, if this is wrong, feel free to send an email into us. We'll correct uh, ourselves. And make sure it's an angry email, all, all in caps, please. Yes, yes, yeah. and we'll, uh, we'll we'll give it a dramatic reading. It'll yes, be fun. exactly. We'll we'll correct ourselves on the next podcast. Yeah. So should we jump to SBX, which is uh, right yes. around the corner, and also uh, the uh, Ignatz uh, nominees were just anna- just announced. Yes. Yeah, uh, so yes. So the Small Press Expo will uh, will take place in Bethesda, Maryland, um, September 10th and 11th. Um, uh, obviously, one thing about the Ignatz Awards, you can count on just seeing, or at least certainly I can, an, an amazing number of artists that, frankly, I've never heard heard before heard of before. Uh, so I can't wait to actually get down there and and see the work. And uh, not only that, but there are some pretty awesome. Um events that they have tied in or promotions that they have tied in with SPX this year. And um, one of them, I think, was just announced today that they are a lot, uh, setting up uh, with libraries. Oh, they're yes, they're doing a gift. Right. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. they're awarding a library, uh, you know, uh, sort of a graphic novel uh, collection? Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, you know, it's always that that is always one of the best shows of the year just in yes. terms of uh, the mood. And uh, they're really doing some smart stuff, too. Yes, so absolutely. that is tying in with the community, which is always great. So, yes. OK, great. Um, moving down our list of, of items, I'm going to just talk very briefly about uh, J-Manga. J-Manga is a, a Japanese manga industry effort to uh, launch a, a promotional site 
um, that will uh, promote manga culture, uh, but fans can also buy a variety of, of manga there and read them online. Uh, they have promised to launch with several hundred titles, and they are going to expand within three years to 10,000 titles. We will see. Uh, they, uh, uh, part of what the site is supposed to do is also allure um, um, uh, manga readers away from scanlation and pirated manga and try to get them to back into to getting some uh, legal digital access. Uh, um, access. Uh, the site as it is launched with actually somewhere around 107 free previews, probably around 50 actual full-length manga that you can buy. And certainly one of the thorns um, that, I'm, uh, that I'm hearing over the web uh, from fans is that uh, they want too much for the manga. They want $8.99 for a volume. Uh, and they also have... Uh, what some people are calling a fairly annoying points pro program. So yeah, you've got to you yes, you have to buy into the point programs and then you use these points to buy the buy the graphics. Well, it's, it's more than just that. And you, you can buy chapters as well. No, you you need to subscribe. Yeah. Or you need to agree to pay them ten to get ten dollars worth of points a month. I mean, you can cancel at any time, mm -hmm. but they're going to keep charging you for ten dollars worth of points a month until you tell them to stop. Yeah. Um, and only after you subscribe for ten dollars a month can you buy more points. So you can't just say, "Oh, this comic looks good. I think I want to buy it." You have to like become a member, and then you have to commit to ten dollars a month, even if you only want to buy like a five dollar chapter. And it needs work. Yeah. Well, they've got some some of the work up from um, fail, you know, from defunct publishers now, like Tokyo Pop, CMX, and uh, GoKami. Um, we will see. Uh, at at the events that they held in San Diego, there was much talk from the Japanese publishers of listening to the fans and responding. We will see. Uh, what I'm hearing from the fans is they're not tremendously happy with the with, with the site as as it is now. Hopefully, will it will be some development uh, very soon. I will say one good thing about the site as it is: the manga viewer program built in is very good. Mm -hmm. It's um, even if you're just using a small netbook. When you put that thing to full screen, you can really see it very well. And it doesn't even need to do the little panel hop thing that American comic sites do because, I guess, of the size formatting of manga anyway. Mm -hmm. um, it's very intuitive to use. The only problem is that the previews are frequently, like, astonishingly short, like yeah. four pages. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's very hard to pay for one. You want to buy it. It's very hard yeah. to do it. Well, I think part of the problems this site is having is that they've got to make decisions for 39 different publishers, and uh, it's going to be slow going uh, from here on out. We'll see how they do. Right. Well, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, when, when you put it that way, it's amazing that they even they've yeah, gotten to this point. All, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, on a sadder note, uh, Spark Plug publisher uh, Dylan Williams. Oh yes, uh, yes Dylan yeah. is. Uh, he's battling a serious illness, and uh, which is awful because he's really one of the greatest guys in mm. indie comics. I mean, he's such a great publisher, such a great person. I mean, just you know why uh, people are really, really saddened to hear about this. But uh, you can help with his medical bills because, of course, it never 
you know, uh, he has terrible medical bills also yeah. to pay. Yeah. And um, but so it's being suggested you go to the Spark Plug website and buy some comics. Buy and, some um, comics. I, I, yeah, and I, I, I'll throw in here, even if you don't like, uh, quote, indie comics, there's quite a few Spark Plug books that you might be interested in. And always at the top of my list is uh, Book Hunter by Jason Shiga, which is oh, a book I've great turned book. many people on to. Uh, like, if you don't like that book, then you are... Don't like comics. Well, <laughs> and what we don't like about, you. <laughs> it's about, uh, it is a set in the 70s. It's a police procedural, except it's among uh, librarians who are yeah. seeking to find out why an uh, expensive book in their library was counterfeited and who did it. And it's a, it's a, Ooh. it's kind of if CSI met libraries and yeah. it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It is absolutely hilarious. Uh, great. Uh, and, uh, I see on our list here uh, scary manhwa. <laughs> Did you, you, do you want to talk more about this, Heidi? Uh, I did. A, there was quite a bit of talk going around the web about this particular webcomic. Yes, uh, that was a uh, uh, well. It's kind of like you know dancing about architecture to talk about this, but uh, <laughs> but it was it's on a Korean website and it got picked up by 4chan and Reddit and everywhere and. And, you know, people are saying it's it really scared the Dickens out of them, although usually a stronger word than Dickens. Yeah, but yeah. Um, uh, just, you know, kind of a little side note. Uh, if you Google What's scary Korean, it, we don't know. It's not yeah, in English. It's not in English. <laughs> but you know what? Even it, though there's no English on there, the thing is scary. Yes. And it works. <laughs> it, 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 it communicates uh, perfectly. Uh, so uh, it's just kind of a, it's yeah. a little interactive um, Kate, you haven't seen it? I, I, I'm, I have uh, seen it linked. It's yeah. just that like, when everyone's like, it's so great, you should see it, it'll scare the hell out of you. I'm like, um, really? <laughs> yes, it's like, is that really yes, what I want? Yes, that's what I need yeah. in my life. <laughs> right, right. Well, just to, you know, a little, a little sign that... Uh, uh, comics as they become more interactive or not, it's not really interactive, but it's kind of more animated, I guess. It, you know, I, I put it under future comics. It's just there are a lot of cool things that you could do, and people are starting to do them. So, you know, kind of a, a little note there. All right. And on, on that note, we're going to move on. I, I'd love to just make a reference to uh, just a wonderful book that a new edition is coming out. Um, uh, I believe in it's coming out in December. I believe it is. Well, let's see. Yes, it's coming out in December from first, first, second books. Um, Same difference um, by uh, Derek Kirk Kim. Just a phenomenal book. Uh, it won. I think it cleaned the plate. It won all it the did. awards. It, it won the Ignatz. Won, won Harvey the Ignatz. Harvey and, and the Isis. Um, It's a a beautifully illustrated and hilarious story about two friends, um, uh, Simon and Nancy. Um, uh, they're Korean Americans, uh, and but in, in many ways, it's a tribute to uh, the ability to be young, uh, smart, and stupid at the same time. Um, but also just um, the the power of friendship, and in Derek Kim's case, just the ability to create really living, breathing, uh, and wonderful characters. Um, it's coming out in December from first second first second books. Same difference. Um, pick it up. You'll be glad you did. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I Derek Kirkham also has um, a a um, video series that he's yes. doing, and uh, it's a right riot. Well, uh, Mythomania. Yeah, What's yeah, it Mythomania. Again? It's on YouTube. Yes, it's Mythomania, and you know what? It's in HD too, so you can actually it, it actually looks great, and it, it has all the hallmarks of a uh, Derek Kirkham uh, project. Yes, wonderful yes. and hilarious I mean, writing. 
he's funny though because he started doing it and didn't tell anyone about it and uh like all of a sudden everybody was like you know it's very professionally shot and edited yes, and like short films and uh this web series he started doing it and and he just did it without telling anyone and all of a sudden you're like oh my god and it's got uh special appearances by scott mcleod yes as and himself actually, uh, Jason <laughs> Shiga, who we were just talking about uh, uh who did book hunter so a uh, little it's mythomania yes uh, i've only seen three on episodes YouTube. but they're they're well worth seeing yes and uh, i'm off here on vacation i bought a few books with me to read uh, i'm finishing grant morrison's uh Super gods, oh, yeah. controversial, mm-hmm. and uh, also I bought with me a couple books to read. One of them, let's see, what do I have here? Uh, Ted McKeever's Metaphor. I love Ted McKeever. This sure. is a goofy book about a giant female astronaut and a and a uh, amnesiac. So you know, <laughs> just a little light <laughs> summer reading there. Okay. So I've been reading through uh, massive amounts of back issues in the evening. I got a subscription to Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited because they had a good deal. And so I thought, you know, I'll go in and read some of these older issues that people have been talking about. And in retrospect, in comparison, rereading it and then reading the other things that were being written at the same time or just before it, uh, Brian Bendis's original run on New Avengers, like issues 1 through 20 before Civil War, were actually a phenomenally good comic Uh it just reminds you of how, like, even even something as, as played with as a superhero genre, even just a straight take on it, can be really good if just done by a skilled hand. All right. Well, on that note, I think that brings us to the end of another podcast. Uh, but as always, there is more to come. More to, more to come. come.